Sold. Rural Outfitters is having a back to undergrad sale. We're shaving 30% off this season's plaid and flannel and a range of attractive non-prescription glasses and monocles. From the My Home is My Office collection, we have a gorgeous array of pastel painted geometric paper clips and paperweights. New this season, USB port record players for all your space-wasting albums to groove to while you peruse coffee table titles like Sex Positions for the Postmodern Feminist, 32 Ways to Grow Your Beard and Still Wear a Helmet, and How to Not Dress for Success, a Work-at-Home Guide to Relax Wear. 20% off discounts available for baristas and waitstaff if you wear your ID badge to the counter. Salvage 2020 with the season's best. Rural Outfitters, a home away from home. Welcome back to today's show, Ahead of the Blurb where we introduce upcoming entrepreneurs and small businesses. Today on our show, we welcome the head of a promising new microbrewery from the West Coast. Sponsored by the McAllister Foundation for the Runout of Trust Funders, a nationally recognized last-ditch attempt for parental approval. Hi, Ron. Welcome to our show. Um, we have heard a little bit about this product that is actually, it sounds revolutionary, where you have been converting, is it, I'm sorry, is it urine? Is that is that what it has been? Well, uh, we wouldn't put it in terms quite so crudely. Um, what we prefer to call it is reverse osmosis water, which is recyclable and sustainable. And Okay. All right. So, yeah. So this reverse osmosis water... Is it has been a way for you to fuel your your company, Pissant? Yes, that, that that's correct. So with the explosion of microbreweries in the past few years, um, there are many places, especially in uh, the more desertified areas of the U.S., that have uh, had difficulty securing water long term, and we see that the impending water crisis will take new innovation to uh, overcome, especially in the craft brewery scene. Yeah, and we wouldn't want that. I mean, God, can you imagine a life without beer? Yeah, everybody loves their their craft brews. So, um, in an effort to reduce the uh, greenhouse gas emissions of transporting water from one area to another, we decided to take it directly to the breweries where the the patrons can drink the beer and then re- return the beer to the receptacles uh, specifically designed to extract the water from, from the waste product uh, using state-of-the-art filters that wow. uh, pull the water directly through it and don't allow any additional contaminants to enter the water supply at which point the the returned product can be rebrewed into uh, a brand new craft brew that's fantastic so what have you got on tap over there right now at pissant well we've we've got our uh, uh limited edition uh golden ipa which is our our most 
famous and and uh, yeah, I've popular. had some. It's, uh, it was yes, um, um, invigorating. Uh, yeah, yes, M- many people enjoy our our golden IPA. They they also enjoy our our specialty. I've had the douche as well. Ah, yes. Um, that that one is especially popular with uh, the uh, female demographic. We also uh, have just released our most limited edition brew yet, which uh, we're calling Brew Number One, which will be available in store shelves uh, by uh, the fourth quarter of this year. That's awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to uh, testing those out, and um, I also will be really excited to um, hear about any new and upcoming ones that um, might combine my morning coffee. Ah, yes. Uh, well, we're working on a, uh, a coffee stout as well, um, and uh, we're going by the working title number two. Fabulous. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. Well, you're just in luck. We have a gift package for you. (gasps) You didn't. Our uh, most popular brews. And um, you'll be happy to know that uh, there are uh, one bottle of uh, number one and two bottles of number two with your name on it. Fucking great. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know... I'm sure our listeners will be happy to hear more about it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. (sighs) Nothing says morning like a turkey spice latte and a cranberry crunchurina from Taco Hell. Try our new tofurkey soy latte. Taco Hell. Think outside your buns. Tofurky soy latte only in participating locations while supplies last. Our next guest is the purveyor of a nail salon in Southern California called Guilt Trip Nail Spa, who's pioneering a new vision of what it means to do nails and to get your nails done. Welcome, Sue. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, We have a few questions, uh, but before we start, uh, just give us a little overview of how your spa works. Great, so really our vision for how we want people to experience having their nails done um, comes from a particular feeling that you get sometimes in other places um, where it, things are just not quite right. You know, you walk in and, and you just know there's something off about it. Mm. And um, based on this feeling, we decided to really take this and, and mold it into something that's a little bit more higher concept that um, allows women in particular, and, and, and really, to be honest, what we're talking about is, is white women, um, to really have the experience of freeing themselves of the guilt that they have around this desire to make oneself you know, presentational in the world. And, and so to do that, what we did is invited extraordinarily rich, 
and, and often famous women uh, to be the ones doing the nails. Ah, so you're giving people the experience of working in a nail salon. Right, and, and that's, uh, you know, when you say it like that, it sounds kind of simple, but, but actually what we want is for our clientele to have an experience, uh, not of being taken care of, but actually taking care of others. So I have heard that you've received some criticism for how you begin your journey into working for uh, Guild Trip Salon. Where Are you talking about um, the journey of our clients or um, is there something else that you're referring to? Well, specifically, your detractors have said that uh, you appear to be mocking human trafficking when you uh, remove all personal items from the people who have bought in to your your uh, program and then throw them in the back of a white van blindfolded and, and drive them to the location. Um, do you have any comments? Um, I'm not sure what where you're getting that information um, but you know I would gladly speak with those informants um, to clear the record uh, in terms of what what's been really happening but um, but based on what you're saying, it, you know, it sounds like there's been a response from people that, um, that we really shouldn't be naming something that is uh, a truly horrific and devastating experience. And, and I tend to gr- disagree. I think that, that a truthful and honest representation of human suffering is warranted in today's society. So what we're really doing is giving people a chance to feel bad, you know, to, to really feel um, like they shouldn't be who they are. So the National Association of Cosmetologists has criticized you for portraying the life of Uh, somebody who works at a nail salon as being uh, dreadful or dehumanizing work. Um, Do you have anything to say about that? I think that it is uh, a dreadful life, and and we just really want people to be in touch with that. Uh, I see. So um, do you feel like you're opening the minds of people of privilege to experience uh, a different lifestyle. Yes. Yeah, we see our work as um, spiritual, and and we really feel that that we are benefiting society um, with what we're doing. So, um, some of our viewers in Southern California have specifically asked. Uh, how they can get involved and uh, what uh, the procedure is to join your program. Could you give us a step-by-step? Absolutely. Yeah. So people can get in touch with me uh, at guilttrip.com and we'd be happy to help them out. And and thanks for that. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for your Take time. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
join us next week when we'll share what we learned from the top executives of the facial cream industry about how to make white people appear woke. You've been listening to WASP, The Wasp. Binary Boom Works. This is Binary Boom Works. We have thousands of shades of blue and pink. Blue. Pink. Blue. Pink. We've got all your gender reveal fireworks ready to ship. Boys. Girls. Boys. Girls. We got all the fireworks. We got all the fireworks. Congratulations, it's a boy. Congratulations, it's a girl. Get your fireworks today at BinaryBoomWorks.com. Welcome to another episode of Shaky Ground, an investigation of North American business practices with a critical eye. We were doing some searching online and we found this guy, Gerald Forge, who has an interesting company out there in Utah, and we wanted to find out more about it. So we went there, and we met him. And here's what he had to say. Hi, Jerry. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. So tell us about this company that you created. So the tagline of this company is uh, Make America Work Again. The, the idea behind it is everybody believes that they can be useful uh, at all times. And when people cease to be useful, they lose purpose. And people cease to be useful in death. And we don't believe that that should be the case. That's an interesting concept. I'm not sure I understand. Well, let's put it this way. Uh... You know that the human body is made up of approximately uh, 20% carbon, right? Okay. And other trace minerals. A lot of it can be harvested and used and made useful again. So we've taken extremely strong hydraulic presses that we take the uh, cremated remains of, of people and shove it into to create a number of consumer products that will make you useful even in death. Things like uh, pencil lead, things like uh, Brita filters, things like uh, charcoal logs and um, fire starters, all sorts of things. Um, Carbon is probably the most useful chemical on the planet, and we have hundreds if not thousands of uses for your remains. Um, Most of our partners uh, are using them right now, you may actually have somebody's remains in your products and have no idea. Okay, so that brings up some questions in terms of uh, consumer disclosure and transparency, which we'll get to in a minute. But but I've read some of the reviews around your products, and there seem to be some mixed reviews. There's some uh, support from the scientific community saying that this follows a similar train as um, cadavers in the use of research and also transplants. But there are other folks on the other side who feel as if their family members' remains have been desecrated or uh, that they, they haven't been honored in an appropriate way. Can you speak to some of that criticism? 
Absolutely, so that's completely baseless, and everybody that we've ever cremated and ever turned into a consumer product has done so by their own choice, and it's ridiculous that these detractors decide that they could just cast a wide net on everybody who's ever decided to become a consumer product in death. You know, people want to be useful, and I, I appreciate that. You know that water bottle you have in your hand right now? Let me Let me take a look at that water bottle. So, it's a normal water bottle, right? You'd say that water's nice and clean. That's a, you know, it's a nice looking, refreshing bottle of water. Well, how many times has that water been drank and peed out? I don't know. The answer is probably hundreds of millions of times. That's if if kind not of billions. Disgusting. That's right. And all the carbon in your body has been recycled and reused by not just you, hundreds of thousands of other organisms and you are simply just borrowing it so we're taking it back from people we're taking them and we're putting them into useful products instead of putting them into the ground well where they'll rot and create an environmental disaster i expect that this will catch on and that people will want to be useful in death and this is how we are going to make america work again so Jerry, since I've got you here, I would like to read a few posts from your social media from people who would prefer to remain anonymous, who said, all right, let's see here. Until I found his will, I never knew my dad was going to become a charcoal brick for some sad sacks 4th of July party. I will never eat hot dogs again. Okay, here's another one. My wife always opened my mail. I can't believe that now she's opening someone else's. Jerry, this is, this is upsetting. I mean, just, I have one more. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Grandma always liked making cookies. I guess now she'll just be making them from inside the oven. I, I just, I don't know what to say here, Jerry. I, I, do you have anything you want to say for yourself? Well, like I said, everybody that we've ever cremated and turned into a consumer product has done so by their own free will. Everybody has the right to their own self-determination even in death, and we believe that strongly at this company, and we will defend people's rights to be turned into consumer products after death as well. All right, well, you heard it. Thank you, Jerry, and... Um... Uh, you're welcome, I guess. This has been Shaky Ground. Tune in next time for more. They also enjoy our, um, <laughs> our, uh, golden shower pilsner and. <laughs>